0: To the Women's Power Hour show, joining me this week is the very lovely Michaela Johnson, who is the founder of the mental health charity HSO. Michaela, I'd like to welcome you to the program. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness, I am so excited yes. for you to share your story. I really am. I think this is a moment of, uh, I think people understanding potential and being inspired um, and goodness gracious, if ever we needed it, now is definitely yeah, it's the really time. Yeah, <laughs> it really yeah, has. Great. So I guess before we, we delve into your charity work and, and what that means and everything tied to that, it'd be great for the listeners to find out a little bit more about you and your journey. Um, and I know that you share some things with me from sort of teen years onwards. So I just think that would be a wonderful starting point.
1: Uh, yeah, so um, the reason why I started Page So, and the reason why we are specifically a non-for-profit charity um, is because I experienced mental health and I understand how difficult it can be to anyone, male, female, child, young person, older. I've got a very colourful background, but I actually, from the ages of 14 to 21 or so, I lived on the streets, so... Um, I'd live in sh- um, shop doors, uh, bandos, benches, you, you name it. So um, I was kind of at that particular age, I was i was almost too old for social services, but then too young to, to have a, a place of my own. Mm. So I was kind of on the outskirts of the system quite a lot. So I also had to drop out of college and obviously in education because it was safer to sleep during the day opposed to during the night. So I would sleep during the day and then at night time, I didn't have a penny to my name. You would grab anything that you could grab. And um, yeah, you'd, you kind of just lived each day as it came, literally, yeah. like, you know, on the line. Things like showers was such a privilege when I when I got off the streets. But that was all in Bristol. And then I made a huge move. And um, so I actually um, had a very, very dark, very, very dark moment. And I think my mental health kind of got the better of me. Yeah. And made the big decision to move away from Bristol and move to London. So I moved 200 or so miles and then I wanted, all on the premises, I wanted to give back to the community. So moved to London, re-enrolled back into college and obviously went on to university and now we have this fantastic charity called HSO that's helping children and young people who are in crisis, so vulnerable children, and young people who are in crisis and to date we've supported 373 children. Um, since January 2020 so wow. yes incredible really really oh incredible very humbled
0: absolutely fantastic I mean I don't think you know I guess if you've not been homeless you just cannot quite fathom yeah you know that that journey and I guess you know without going into the, the dark moment what was that thing that made and go well, I'm moving from yeah. Bristol. I'm going to go yeah. to London and I'm just going to turn this around what was driving that? Because I, I, I'm guessing from, for most people, it'd be like, I would
1: just be in such a state of loss. I couldn't even begin yeah. to see any sunshine. Um, I didn't have anything left to lose. I was done. I, I, didn't, I didn't have, um, I remember, I think I had something like £4.17 or something in my bank. And the train, not the train, the bus, the megabus uh, from Bristol to London was a pound wow and um, so I remember just using that and I, I remember doing that buying the ticket and um and getting a pasty I think I remember having to sit there with it going to London with this pasty and kind of I didn't have anything didn't own anything so I kind of had a bag full of bits and bobs. Yes. Pop- yeah. um moved and then thankfully um I did I had I don't have any family I, I do now sorry I, I had now have I have my own family which I'm very 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 thankful for yeah um but back then I only had uh one family member obviously in in the Hertfordshire area so you obviously moved to London moved in with my grandma actually oh, yeah. which was a bit you know being 21 and moving in with a, an 80 year old was was definitely something but um yeah and uh, I just I just remember thinking I didn't have anything left to lose my soul was spent it was simple things like i didn't have i didn't have any money for sanitary products as well and was so being a young woman on the streets the people on the streets were more often than not male yes um, and they they could be quite dominant as well in regards to kind of how things were so i just knew i just didn't i didn't have anything left to lose i knew that if i didn't leave and i didn't remove myself from that situation then i well i wouldn't be sat here today talking to you so I had to do it and I feel very feel very humbled now uh, thinking back on it. it almost feels like a like a story that kind of that I can just recite now but it's it's very I don't regret any bit I don't um I don't feel sad about it I don't feel a resentment I don't feel anything apart from feeling very humbled that see I'm here now and I feel very empowered as a a female entrepreneur who's managed to build a company, build a a charity from the ground um, and to be able to go out and help 373 children, young people who were me, they they were me, um, you know, not so long ago, you know, a decade ago or so. I'm very thankful that I had to go through that experience to then be able to help the people that I'm helping now.
0: Absolutely.
1: And I think we never wish those experiences on anyone
0: sometimes it just takes those experiences to propel us into our purpose and so you know here you are and doing amazing work and changing other people's lives which has got to be as you said not only humbling but just truly grateful that you pulled yeah. yourself through in order to be in this position today.
1: hundred yeah, percent. And and the biggest thing is that I'm as as cliche as it sounds, I'm alive. I'm alive, I'm healthy, I, I have a wonderful four-year-old daughter, I have a dog now. Um, you know, it's a real domestic kind of bliss, but yeah. it's been a massive, a huge journey um to get to where I am now. And I, and obviously that journey is still not over. I'm kind of only halfway through my journey, but it was definitely being a young woman being on the streets or it was a, I was a child as much as I say as a young woman I was a child yes a female child on you know on the streets to then go back into education and then to go into business where predominantly a lot of the, I think female entrepreneurs and female business owners are were almost kind of like a rare breed mm. um in a sense that i'm i'm forever kind of like where are the women like where what what, where where are my fellow ladies where are where are they gone i must say i think each part of my life has been empowering in the sense that i've learned various different i mean hindsight's wonderful things i would love to know now you know (laughs) what i know now compared to where i was you know a long time ago but I think there's definitely something in trying to empower as many people, male and female, but, yes, um, you know, trying to empower as many people as possible and, um, and just, and, and knowing and understanding rather than knowing, understanding that everything has a ripple effect. So if, if one make one person does, one kind thing or you know one some something nice for someone else and that will then kind of go on and I think it's just kind of understanding that and you know knowledge is power it really is and that and that's so so true the ripple effect of um paying it
0: forward as I yeah, like exactly. say. Yeah. It, it, It's like it's absolutely brilliant okay let's have a little break Michaela and then we'll come back to this conversation are returning to our conversation with Michaela who has been sharing her personal journey really from homelessness into entrepreneurship and founder of this amazing charity doing amazing work helping over 300 children to date or young people children young people yeah to date to to be able to achieve that at any time is amazing but i really wanted to to speak to you a little bit about the challenges that you face because i know you pulled yourself up from that situation that you yep. were in and then you had to re-enter the world of education or you chose yeah. to and I yes. know that you had some challenges doing that can you just share a little bit about that
1: yeah so I uh as I said previously I didn't have any educations um I had to quickly find a role a job that would also kind of I didn't have any money so that would help me to go back into education so um, went back into or went into sorry um, educational settings and trained that way and managed to do my degree of whilst doing that which was fantastic but it was very male dominated and because I which is which was odd really because I, I always kind of envisioned schools to be female teachers which I know is very stereotypical Yes. Um, but I, I felt like the senior leadership team of schools were, were male and um, specifically, where I was, anyway, but because I never really had a voice, I never had, a <laughs> I never really had a backbone. In a sense that um I, I kind of hidden in the shadows for such a long time. I kind of developed that kind of survival mode. In the sense of I would just kind of be more of a wallflower than anything else. So where I had ideas and where I wanted to go and make a difference with these children that obviously we were working with, I was shut down quite a lot, and I, I would find it very, very hard um, and intimidating speaking to authoritative figures to then say you know this is my idea or this is what I'd like to do so I had to overcome quite a lot of that um during my journey um and I'm still still today I'm still um you know I'm still powering through but it yeah it's, it was definitely hard and then when I um I actually before I founded um Hso I worked in a education support center so an education support center is a facility where children and young people who can no longer attend their mainstream setting would attend. So they're not able to go to their primary or secondary school, so they go to uh, an ESC instead. There, it is very male dominated because you do have to have, it's with physical restraints, things like that, you do tend to have more men than, than females. So I found it very hard to kind of be a part of that. Don't get me wrong; like there was, there was, it was a fantastic team to work with, and um, I loved every second of it. Um, but I never really found my voice. I, I never found who I was, and I don't think anyone really kind of recognised who I was. It was only when I took a step back and, and thought, you know, I, I need to go. I need to make a difference. I need to, and I, you know, I moved here for a reason. I'm not doing that reason at the moment. I want to go and do it now. So. See, that's when HSO started and that was when I think I shocked everyone including myself um <laughs> to win when, when the business was incorporated but it was it was it's definitely been a struggle and even you know today going into meetings and with anyone who are kind of you know authoritative and and almost kind of showing them who I am now you know who I've evolved into yes. um is, is really something so yeah so it's it's definitely been a challenge and it's I think also with with mental health as well I think when you you always kind of get stigmatized, kind of put into a box in the sense of, you know, if you have anxiety, if you have depression, or if you've had some form of, you know, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, you're kind of deemed to be to fit a certain bill so you're you're not deemed to kind of run a business or you know you're not deemed to be a manager or things like that so um and also being I'm also five foot one and a half so (laughs) I'm tiny um you know super like super blonde hair and I probably don't fit the again the stereotypical bill so I think I've I've challenged, I've challenged the system, definitely. And I've challenged myself, but I'm proud of that. I feel proud of that. Yeah. Well,
0: fantastic. I mean, challenging the system is always going to be a winner. Yeah. As
1: far as I'm concerned. So I think
0: it's, and isn't it great? Because you're, it's like breaking all of these molds. And it's like, why are we we still referring to these molds anyway? Who put them there? Um, So I think it's wonderful that you've kind of challenged all of those and broke through them all. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think that really instills hope in people you know for anyone who is listening and thinking yeah but I don't I'm not this and I'm not that I haven't got this. so what you know who says you have to just have the drive and the passion and I think yeah. that that speaks absolute volumes excellent okay let's have another little break with Kayla and then we'll come back and just get you to speak a little bit more about HSO and the different services that you provide in the studio with Michaela Johnson who is the founder of the mental health charity HSO. She has very generously been sharing her own personal story and what's taken her to start this business Um, and also spoken very candidly about the challenges that she has faced along the way and I think some of the prejudices that have come up or the mould whatever we want to call them. Um, But I'd like to just focus a little bit more on your business now Michaela and just find out you know it's a not-for-profit you started it in 2019. Uh, what does HSO stand for?
1: So HSO stands for Heart Schools Outreach. So um, we are, so we started off working in Hertfordshire and now we're we're venturing out into Bedfordshire and Buckinghamshire. So we kind of just stuck with HSO because we didn't want to obviously just be kind of stuck to one county. Um, but no, we are a non-for-profit organization. Um we are um solely based on um donations and funding from various different sponsors like Children in Need and yeah. um, Comic Relief and um our mission statement: We want to create a lasting, impactful support service for all children and young people across the UK. So we want to remove the stigma behind mental health. We want to make sure that people are talking about mental health, um, and we also want to make sure that it's there's no kind of no subject is taboo. You know, it's it's okay to talk about the taboo subjects, I suppose, and it's it's okay to to talk about depression. It's okay to feel a bit lost sometimes. So how do the the children that you work with, how do they come to you? Are they referred? They're referred. So we have four different projects. We have um Phoenix, which is all specifically around empowerment. So it's um rising from the ashes specifically around mental health. So we would go into we go into school. So schools would make a referral to us and or indeed the families of children who attend school, those particular schools obviously would f- refer to us. Um, and then we would then work with them to, to make sure that they're becoming you know, resilient and empowered with who they are and who they want to be and what they want to become. And then we then have SHIELD, which is we work with the Met Police. Um, so it's specifically working on gang and criminal exploitation. Um, so focusing on criminal justice and making sure that uh, the people that are kind of affiliated with gangs know, know who they can speak to and who they can, you know, that there is someone there. Uh, you know who who can help them out and kind of explain different things and so they're not alone and then we have our uh, legacy program which is all about self-esteem so we run football camps um over the summers which is so nice and uh and it's i'm terrible at football but (laughs) we 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 love doing it it's really good and um which is specifically for uh, male and female from the ages of five to eleven so yeah it's it's very busy it's very good um, and then all of that, we have an online service um, called Ahana Mind, which is where all of our resources, so 10 years worth of uh, work, um, we've kind of we put it all into it, an online hub. So our, all of our families and all of our, all the people that we speak to, can just go online and, and grab the resources that we use and have something tangible at home to yes. be able to manage their their mental health. So yeah. that's what we do. Absolutely amazing. Amazing
0: work. I'm I'm just thrilled to hear what you have done and, and what you've been able to achieve in such a short space of time which of course again gives all of us encouragement to understand what is possible for us and how we can all have that um, make that difference and the ripple effect okay let's have another little break when we come back Michaela I just want to speak to you a little bit more about self-care and of course how mental health is very much a part of that so uh, let's get to that after this little break okay so here we are as I have said before in case you're only just joining us we've got Michaela Johnson in the studio she is the founder of the mental health charity HSO and she's been talking about her own journey from homelessness to entrepreneurship running this amazing non-profit um charity and helping young people children and young people um out of those situations that she herself once found
1: yeah. herself
0: in mm-hmm. um and i think that is that is just such a beautiful powerful story i almost want to feel like if i was a film writer i'd be writing <laughs> <the film. laughs> but i'm not so we'll let that one go um but you speak very strongly about mental health and the importance yeah. of it uh, and I guess what I want to ask is now, you know, considering everything that you've been through and all the people that you're helping, what do you do to really safeguard your own self-care, your own mental yeah. wellbeing?
1: Well, I've learned an awful lot about my own mental health through an awful lot of um, my studies and, and practice. And you, you kind of develop a, a sense of self when it comes to when you, the more you, you start exploring mental health in, um, truthfully i i read a lot so I read an awful lot i'm a huge book, bookworm and I'm forever reading um various different articles on various different cases in um, obviously mental health related cases and um but the one thing that i do prioritize and i make sure um that i you know i build and an almost i don't almost don't want to say build into build into my day because it should be something that everyone should be doing but i purposely make sure that i switch off in a sense of so i have a four-year-old um little girl and also have my husband and um it's doing we i think at the weekend we we just made paper airplanes and just kind of um you know it really daft (laughs) things that are just kind of completely uh yeah really silly and just kind of really I, i just completely remove myself we hear some really harrowing stories they are real life that these are these are lives of children young people that obviously we're supporting so it is very very heavy and add that into the mix with with people that kind of do, that do suffer from mental health you have to be able to switch off yes. so at the weekends I you know I and the evenings I switch everything off I kind of come away from uh, trying and come away from screens and try and ignore Amazon um <laughs> and then uh and yeah and i just you know i i enjoy a nice takeaway and uh or like a nice family meal that you know i'll cook or my um, daughter and i will cook together which is nice and so we have um a very energetic springer spaniel so uh we'll we'll go out for, we're quite lucky we'll go out for walks and things like that so it does sound like like an ideal life don't get me wrong there are very many times when obviously you'd have a four-year-old and a, and a very energetic spring spandle that can be very stressful but the point is is that I just I switch off I mean the secret to happiness is contentment so if you're content in your surroundings and you're content with who you are and or you find contentment in your daily life then you can be happy and you can and you can really experience life in the present moment opposed to thinking about the past or the future and I think that is something that we should all practice and all do
0: Absolutely, and and I think you're absolutely right. Being in the now, um, and and not not getting caught up in what has been or what might be, because it calms the mind. You know, it just allows the mind to calm back down. Um, but I love that whole thing with the paper planes and stuff. Because I always think, you know, (laughs) as we get older, as we become adults, it's almost like we think that fun is this thing for children, or we stick it in a box and we don't really do fun because we're too busy doing the important things in life. But yeah fun is essential and you know it, it just keeps you in touch with you know that childlike state that we all have and we can all tap into so I think that's absolutely brilliant I haven't done a paper plane for ages
1: you should I think our neighbours probably thought we were crazy kind of to shoot them out of the uh, window but it was good fun it was it was really really good fun and yeah I think yeah I mean I think this weekend we're, we're planning on doing something equally as mad as that so it, it's good it's good to have a laugh and it's it's good yeah. for the soul as well. Definitely, definitely, it balances out as you said
0: very much with your work, which is pretty heavy stuff, it right? Heavy, yeah. So um, I think that that makes it even more important. But even if you are not doing really heavy type work, where you're having to listen to people's experiences, um, taking time for self is essential. With all of that said, it would be really interesting to just find out about, you know, the the industry that you're in you've had to kind of fight for your space in it a bit yeah I have um if you're happy to just touch on a little bit about that because I find it really interesting that you know you've I mean you've made your mark you're doing this yeah stuff, but you're still having to fight for that space
1: yeah so I was um when I first started thinking about HSO and I started thinking that you know what I was doing currently and you know in that what I was doing in my previous role wasn't enough I was told you know I couldn't do it I wasn't you know I wasn't good enough um I wasn't qualified enough I am but you know they they thought otherwise <laughs> they also thought yeah they and they made a point of saying you know if it could be done it would have been done already by but by me like by you know by the person that was saying yes. okay, you know you might as well go work in Tesco's was the actual quote and I remember just feeling but and I I think I've truthfully been really truthful I've been put down and belittled by an awful lot of don't get me wrong i love men as equally as as females but I think I've, I have had a lot of male authoritative figures kind of put me down throughout my life and building going against the grain and saying you know what no I can do it I I will do it you know and there's there are many I know, I know many brilliant people that work at Tesco's and have huge careers but you know I, I, I want to go and do this and I can I can do this so I did, and uh, I think I, again I shocked everyone, including myself. You know how how well it went and how well it is going, and um, how much of a difference we're making, which is still um, so I to kind of pinch myself sometimes. But it's the, one of the biggest things was, and one of the biggest things I found was the those particular people that you know said that to me actually called my you know the, the schools that we were supporting um, and, the, and the families and you know basically in essence told them that we weren't good enough and that they shouldn't be working with us so in which sense obviously it was it was awful and i remember just panicking and thinking this is horrendous but in the same breath but also proudly you know was able to show all of our qualifications all of the kind of the case studies and assessment data that was we that we have see as a charity the difference so was able to provide all this different stuff and say you know what i we are good we are doing this and we are we do it well and actually because we because we did that we managed to um secure quite a few contracts just because we kind of stood up to them which was great but I'm not gonna lie it was very scary and was it was it was hard it was really hard and I'm I'm forever you you hear things and you and you, you just have to kind of rise above it and I think because I was I was a shadow for such a long time and I was someone that was in the corner or you know on the walls they said like a wallflower I think people or some part you know some people in the past had this again they kind of put me into this box and was like you know Michaela can't do it she you know she won't do it she's not strong enough so I'm every day I'm kind of i getting up and kind of going against, literally going against the brain and just and going out there and and, and doing my
0: thing. And doing it anyway
1: Love yeah it. <laughs> doing it anyway doing
0: it anyway yeah <laughs> and that's the best thing you can do because sometimes I think to silence those voices there's no point getting into an argument because yeah. they'll say what they want to say and do what they want to do so you just get up and you just do it anyway yeah which you have done with stunning results so no uh, thank you there we go okay let's have a final break and when we come back Michaela just an opportunity uh, for you to share how people may be able to contact you yeah. and find out more about your work great chapter (laughs) on the show that is Uh, Michaela Johnson has been sharing with us about her amazing charity um HSO the fantastic work that she's done and you know the the whole life journey that she has been on and I think it's one that kind of fills it's here to kind of fill us with hope and to inspire us out of what has been a very challenging time for many, many people. Yeah. It's just to not, not to kind of give up or give in. Michaela, for our listeners that have heard your amazing story, how may they be able to find out about your work? How they may be able to support your work? Spread the word.
1: Uh, so very, very, very easy. Going to Google, going to any kind of any web, just pop in Heart Schools Outreach and see all of our information's on there. We have a number, so zero three three five seven seven 9- nine. Zero, five, three. Um, so if anyone's feeling low or sad or anything that they um, that they just want to vent and just kind of just get some, anything off their chest and please, please, please do give us a call we would much rather you guys call us than, um, you know, than suffer alone. In regards to the, the website the referral forms are all on there so it's super duper easy just go to the website, find the referral link is a big blue, big blue box. Um, go into there and obviously um, input your details and obviously all of the details are in accordance with GDPR so there's no we're not going to send big flashy emails and say thank you for for contacting us and kind of alerting the people around you um, it's all done um, very delicately so uh, yeah I just I think if if anyone wants to get in touch um or if anyone's listening out there who just kind of on the fence but is concerned about their their mental health or indeed if there's anyone out there who was very much like me and in a sense that they were on the streets and or you know that they're, they're they they have not got a pen to their name and they kind of don't really know where to begin I heard something a very long time ago where someone once said if you're not if, you, if you're not happy fully happy you're not completely you know you're not it's not the end it's it's you know, today is not the end and tomorrow is not the end and it's finding the courage. And I, I generally do say courage when it comes to mental health, you have to, you have to have courage to face it head on and you have to have courage to be able to get up in the morning and, you know, go brush your teeth and have a shower. And um, I think it's, it, there's, there's an awful lot of power to that, but I think recognising that power, power and owning that power
0: yes, is, yes.
1: speaks volumes. And then in, in years to come, It's as I have, you'll look back and, and be proud, be proud that you've accomplished it. And I think if anything, if you, you know, if you can go through a really pants day and a really rubbish day, go to bed and still wake up the next morning and go through it again. I think, again, it's recognize how strong you are as a person Absolutely. um but yeah so just you know do do contact us and if for anyone who needs immediate help or anyone who needs immediate resources and um or anything you can you just write things down or something more tangible we have our website called ahana mind which is obviously part of the charity yeah. um that you can download about like we have something like two thousand resources on there that you can just print off and and use in in completely in your leisure and um, you know share as, as much as you can so do check it out
0: oh fantastic Michaela! Kayla what can I say you may be five foot one but you are a giant <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> you really are and um, you know I just want to you know congratulate you on the success of everything that you've done I know thank that you'll you. go forward and change many more lives for certain thank you so much for coming on
1: the women's power hour show I really appreciate your time. thank you so much for having me it's been amazing thank you Fantastic.